The way they constructed their tries, the way their bench came on, you can tell this is a union. It goes not just from 1 to 23 on the park, it goes all the way through. They're all collected together, and this is nice to see too. Wanganui, well, they've had a fantastic season. We can't take anything away from them. They've contributed to a wonderful match, throwing plenty at it, but there are the champions there. Back-to-back -back Meads Cup winners. And their record just keeps growing. They've got a special unit. They've talked about it in the press as well, about what this team does for the community and each other. Yeah, it's one of the most impressive winning streaks in New Zealand sport at the moment. And to kick off a, a bumper day of rugby on Saturday in Christchurch, South Canterbury get a chance to add to it. 27 wins on the trot is what the, the defending Meads Cup champions have been able to rack up now, breaking records along the way and making themselves prohibitive favourites to defend their Heartland Championship supremacy. So this weekend at 2.05pm at Apollo Projects Stadium in Christchurch, uh, that's the new name for it. They will start heavy favourites against neighbours uh, Mid Canterbury, which kicks off a triple header that is a festival of rugby for the region. Canterbury and Tasman follow them, uh, and then West Coast and Buller, we should say, uh, play the last game in the evening, and that is just, as we say, an absolute plethora of uh, great talent on show. Nigel Walsh is, of course, the head coach of South Canterbury. He's with us this morning. Nigel, good morning to you. Thanks for your time. Good morning. You feel uh, with this streak, it's uh, it's a factor in the back of your mind. I mean, it, it's almost like defending the Ranfilly Shield. Every time you have to go out there, uh, you're defending it, or, as opposed to, uh, I guess, um, and, and you're up there for the taking. I, I, I would imagine too. Yeah, we are. Look, it's a, it's something we don't actually talk about during our during our preparations, and and uh, every week it's never mentioned, and. It, I guess if we, if we do our process as well and, and do our game plan well and execute well, the rest of it just sort of ticks away in the background, doesn't it? So, um, but we know everybody's targeting us. Everybody else is talking about our record in 27, and that 27 doesn't include the uh, 2020 round of when we played the South Island uh, competition as well, which we went through and beaten of another six games mm. there. So this is 27 games of the Heartland. Um, so it is pretty impressive, but it's something we don't talk about. But we know every team's got a uh, target on our back, and, and they're coming firing at us at every game. And, and that shows in that first 40 minutes how close it's been or, or we've been behind. Nigel, uh, it's a hell of a record, uh, and people like staying around winning combinations. I mean, how, how big a turnover of, of players have you had during that time, or, or how, how easy it has, has it been to retain them? Oh, look, we've, we've been pretty lucky with retaining a lot of the players. But, um, you know, you look at last weekend, we went up and played Thames Valley and Whangamata, second team that hadn't been beaten this year as well. And we had seven players injured um, that were all uh, in contention for starters um, and would normally start and, or be on the bench for us. And we had seven players out last weekend. So to go to Whangamata and play away up there and, and play the, you know, play Thames Valley that hadn't lost a game and come away with the win up there, it just shows the depth and, and the attitude and, and the courageousness that we have in our, in our um, sort of union at the moment. And that's been growing over the last four or five years. So we've been pretty lucky. Big score against Buller about a month ago, but since then you've played North Otago, West Coast, and as you just said, Thames Valley. Um, and you've had to find a, a will to win because... Um, it's it's. I've I'd had a close look at the cross section of scores. There is uh, quite a lot of evenness about it, despite your record. 
Yeah, there is. Like, as I say, this this year here, there's everybody's coming out and throwing the kitchen sink at us in that first 40 minutes. And um, I guess it's it's about absorbing that pressure. Like, And, and I think you might have mentioned that at the start of the interview, that, uh, you know, are we defending it? It's like defending the Ramfley Shield. Um, we, we've, we've talked about that. We're not going to go out and defend it. We've got to go out there and win it every week and um, keep winning that um, battle and keep winning those games. And as I say, the rest of it sort of ticks away in the background. But... Um, you know, the, the competition is very, very strong and, and right across the Heartland Provincial Unions and, and it just shows the excitement of rugby at grassroots level and how important it should be to New Zealand rugby as well. You know, we're getting good crowds. There was over, you know, around a 1,000 people in, in Whangamataa at the weekend. Um, out at Geraldine, there was a good crowd. Um, you know, we're getting good followings right around as well. So it shows that rugby's still alive and, and well in all the Heartland Provincial Unions around New Zealand. So where did you? Uh, where are you finding uh, areas to work on? And people would say, with a record like that, goodness me, um, things must be ticking over quite nicely. Practice and, and tactics might be quite simple, but it probably doesn't work out that way. I mean, what did Thames Valley expose, for instance, that you you learnt from? Oh, look, we've still got a fair bit of our um, our sort of set piece and stuff like that that we can be better at. Everywhere across the park, you're, you're always looking to improve in what you're doing and where you're going. Um, you know, Thames Valley sort of um, come at us in, in, in a different way than what West Coast did. West Coast really attacked our ruck and things like that. Thames Valley sort of attacked our um, our width. Um, and, and so every team's having a different sort of point of view on, on where they think they can attack us. And so we're, we're doing our homework on them and, and we've got to adjust our game to each week as well as to what they're playing and how they're reading it. And um, so, you know, we, we've still got plenty to work on. We're, we're certainly not... This year here, we probably haven't hit our top straps yet. Um, we haven't put a full sort of 80 minutes or 70 or 60 minute performance in as yet, um, which the boys are probably getting a little bit frustrated with um, because, you know, and that comes from pressure from other teams. Um, and they're putting us under pressure and we're going to have, we're having to work hard and we're having to absorb that. And then, you know, our bench, our depth and everything like that sort of comes off the bench in the second half and away we go. So... There's always work-ons, and the day you haven't got to work on is the day I'll probably give up coaching. Rightio. Okay, well, don't do that just yet because uh, you're going out of a well. And uh, the, the other thing to, to note about this weekend's rugby is uh, three local derbies in a row. I mean, this is the essence of the whole of the Crusaders franchise, all on one ground over the space of, uh, what, six hours. I mean, that, that's, that's a decent old day out. What do you make of that concept? Oh, it's a fantastic opportunity to get all the uh, franchises together and, and, you know, as you say, under the Crusaders banner, get everybody playing at one stadium um, and and putting on a spectacle of footy. And, and um, I think it's a great opportunity. There'll be some people rubbing shoulders with other play, players from um, from Tasman and Canterbury and stuff like that as well. So there's a great opportunity there for, for all teams to go and showcase uh, what rugby's all about in, in the Crusaders region. And I think it's fantastic, and, and it's a great opportunity for the boys to go and play on Apollo um, Project Stadium, which a lot of the boys haven't played on. So uh, we're really looking forward to it. It's exciting. Yeah, you, you made a very good point, I, I thought, earlier uh, about the importance of, of uh, Heartland Rugby um, to uh, the essence of rugby in New Zealand, basically. Just how big a hand do you, do you see it uh, in terms of the development of perhaps younger players? Look, it's a great pathway to career, you know, and, and uh, look, I've been lucky enough to have the New Zealand Heartland side for the last couple of three years as well, and, and there's some players that have played in, in Heartland, then picked the New Zealand Heartland, 
they've gone up and, and played an NPC rugby and, and given it a whirl or gone, been lucky enough to go over to Shoot Shield and um, play over in Australia. Uh, one of the boys got picked up and, and taken into a Brumbies Academy last year. Um, and he's been over there and, and playing there this year and, and doing very, very well. So it's a great pathway, and there's plenty of opportunities to people to uh, show their capabilities and express themselves and put their hand up to say, hey, look at me, and, and uh, you know, I, I could be worthwhile having a gamble on. Are you the sort of coach that uh, comes up with a, a theme for the year, or, or you just basically treat every match as it is, and uh, and, and and give the guys a, or do you give them a, an ultimate goal, some something new, some some new sort of thing, um, just to freshen it up? Oh, look, we do theming and, and stuff like that as well, um, and that's for the whole year of what we want to do and how we want to go about it. But each week we we set um, ten goals. And then we also get uh, dig down into players' personal goals and what they want to achieve this week. You know, where they let themselves down the week before, what, how they're going to fix it and how they're going to go about, um, you know, getting better at what they want to achieve. So there's quite a few sort of um, goal settings across the board, but theming is quite important to us as well. But one of the biggest things is, is making sure they're having fun. You know, making sure they've got a smile on the dog, they're enjoying training, they want to come to training, they want to play for you, they want to go and play on a Saturday and they have a bit of fun together. And, and as long as I can see the boys smiling and hear the Yahoo and Chahoo going on, uh, I know they're in a pretty good space. But, um, yeah, look, it's a good culture. We have good values and um, we're very strong on what we stand for and what we want to achieve and how we go about it. Nigel, how heavily are your community, your rugby community, your rural community, etc., investing into this successful uh, run? Massive. Um, you know, for the last couple of years now, because we haven't got our main ground in Timaru because it's under reconstruction and getting revamped. Um, so we've been playing out in the country for, for the last couple of years now. And, and uh, for me, it's been one of the best things that's happened to us because we're going back out to our country clubs the community and the country clubs are getting involved and a lot of farmers and, and um, people like that are, that are out in the back of the farm are coming to their local clubs and, and supporting us and watching us and reconnecting back into the community and back to the rugby club. So we think we're actually doing a very good job in, in reconnecting people back to the rugby clubs and the roots and um, going from there. And like for our boys, they're rubbing shoulders with farmers and this and the next thing all over the place where those guys probably wouldn't travel to Timaru to, to watch us on a Saturday afternoon because they're out in the back of the farm, they're busy. But if it's just down the road and to their local club, they're getting down there and they're supporting And We've had massive support over the last couple of years with, with playing out in these local clubs. And I think it's a fantastic way of, of showcasing rugby. It's showcasing footy right across the board. And I know Canterbury played out at Rangiuri the other day, and that was a massive um, accomplishment as well. And, and it just shows that uh, not always being in the big stadium in the centre of town is always great. Get out and about and, and uh, reconnect people to, to the uh, to their sporting complexes and to the community. And, and um, we're finding that people are more and more going watching games of club games of footy on a Saturday now. Nigel, you mentioned you had injury problems uh, going into Thames Valley, which was great. You got to, to build your squad even further with confidence. Uh, what about uh, availability of players, etc.? And what do you expect from Mid Canterbury going into this weekend? Oh, look, it's the old hand and shield, you know. It's like the Ramfleet Shield. The hand and shield's on the line. Um, it's very precious to us. And that's played between North Otago, South Canterbury, Mid-Canterbury. Um, so, you know, this is a big game. Um, these guys will come and throw the kitchen sink and more at us. 
um, they won't stand down. They'll they'll have um, a target on our back. They, all they'll be wanting to do is come hell or high water and however they want to do it, they'll just want to tick us off and beat us and, and grab a hold of that shield. But, um, you know, it's always a great game. It's always a great uh, battle. It's, it's toughly fought. And, uh, you know, over the last three or four years, it hasn't been a big scoring game either. Um, so we're expecting a really tough battle from the Mid-Canterbury boys. And, um, you know, it's the same as what we've got at North Otago. They come at us and, and threw everything at us. And uh, so, yeah, it's going to be one hell of a challenge. But we're, we're, we're walking towards that challenge and we open it up with both arms and uh, we accept the challenge and we're going to walk straight into it. And then next week, um, well, you're probably not looking that far ahead at the moment, but uh, off to play Poverty Bay at a little place called Patatahi, I understand. Now, I know Patatahi. It used to have a hell of a good pub. I'm not quite sure about the rugby support and uh, the base there, though. Yeah, look, I, I was talking to uh, Maya Nakora, who's uh, my assistant coach for the New Zealand Heartland team this year, and uh, talking to him on Monday night, and he was telling me it's a, it's a great country club, um, great ground, great support, great facilities and stuff like that too. So you know, it'd be just like going to one of our rural clubs here. Um, we're expecting mm. no different up there in, in Poverty Bay. They'll get right behind it. Um, I've seen seen crowds in that there from previous games that have been played there. I think they've played mostly home games up there. Um, so, you know, it, it's going to be a great experience going up there and going out to play here too. Nigel, been great catching up with you. Congratulations on what you've been able to achieve. Uh, all the best for getting uh, 28 in a row. And um, and enjoy the occasion. A, a triple header in Christchurch is going to be something special for the game. Thanks for your time this morning. All the best. No worries. Thanks so much. I'm looking forward to all the supporters coming up on the supporters' buses and getting behind us on Saturday at a great occasion up at Apollo Projects.